am special guest Jesse Chandler. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always with me is your other host, Trevor. Hey, Trevor, what's going on? Uh, I'm I'm doing very well, Dave. Oh, good. It's just it's it's great to be here. I love um, I love being here on Pod. I'm so excited. It's been um, I don't know. It's been a little bit too long. Yeah, it feels like it's been it's been ages um, in power motion picnic hours, um, and uh, and yeah, um, I think I think we we uh, we got a lot to talk about. At, at least that's what we what we often say. It's what we always say, whether it's true or not. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like last week we had a classic episode where we managed to go on and on about nothing about uh, almost nothing we did disclaim at the start that it was a rather in 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 big weeks it was not a very big week and um, and this was a, a great week and maybe we shouldn't measure weeks in in size um but just in in greatness and i i i love this one so tell me about that i meant this episode really we just had as as we heard in our uh, intro we had a great conversation <laughs> jesse it was a it was a fantastic conversation we appreciate having him on and yeah i mean maybe we should maybe we should go right right to it what do you think yeah let's go right to the interview and then uh you and i can um meet back here on the other side of things and and ramble and, and ramble and maybe i'll just do a slow fade out of the episode for like three minutes long where the volume goes down until it's over We'll talk about yeah. We'll we'll start talking about a host of administrative items, and then and then it'll slowly just fade out. Yeah, exactly. It'll um, be a very artistic ending for uh, fans of the more experimental podcast approach that we can't help but being part of. And I'm wondering, I'm even wondering as we're talking about this, if we should be even maybe spend a little bit more time now. I kind of I kind of jumped the gun on like let's let's just go right to it, and I think we will very soon. But. Um, I, I did have one thought. We had we had talked about doing song of the week, and it was it was not a, a song related, as far as I know, to to Jesse in any way. But we were gonna see if Jesse wanted to to participate in listening to the song of the week um, and giving thoughts on whether it run it it, it runs. Um, but then that never came up in our conversation with him. It never did. So we can check back with him maybe, but. I thought maybe this week, since we're not prepared and and don't really have the time to do the song of the week, that that we could we could offer it to the listeners. I love that idea, and we can we can maybe do it next week. Let's do it. So so, dear listener and 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 robot in Belgium and uh, other friends scattered throughout the northeast of America, we yeah, would suggest it, you listen to the song. What's it called? It's by the band Ott. And the song is called "Beautiful Blue Sky." And you did listen to it, Dave. You can either you can share thoughts now or next week. I'll wait till next week. I'll I'll let our listeners go in blind as I did, and and have, blind. and have the song uh, shock them when it <laughs> when it when it appears on their headphones on the on the treadmill or wherever they run or wherever they run. Yeah, hopefully they don't have this the experience that I did with um, song of the week artist Field Medic when. Um, a bundle of hyacinths came on my run playlist and I tripped over a root and crashed really hard. Um, I love that sentence out of context. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to isolate that and, and put it in uh, later into the episode. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, so we digress. Why don't we, uh, why don't we jump over to Jesse? Yeah, let's go to our conversation with Jesse. This is the power motion. 
my name is Jesse Chandler. Uh, I'm a musician. Um, I spend most of my time playing in uh, the bands Midlake and Mercury Rev. And uh, I also have a solo project called Pneumatic Tubes. Sorry, my cat just tried to jump on the uh, refrigerator. So it was a commission. <laughs> that was a okay we welcome we welcome cats on on this podcast yeah i didn't i didn't hear it but i'm glad it happened i'm i'm, I'm sort of afraid he's gonna make a cameo but hopefully that's fine yeah we yeah uh, that's cool we, we could always edit things out but also we frequently uh, prefer not to oh good yeah and we sometimes have to remind ourselves that um if the cat does make an appearance the listeners will not actually be able to see it right by the time they get around but um Anyway, so yeah, Jesse, we appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. I guess we um, uh, we're both uh, fans of your music. I I, I loved um, pneumatic tubes uh, and a letter from treetops, and that's sort of based on is it your childhood and some time spent in the Adirondacks, or could you sort of give us the the backstory there? Yeah, I guess it's sort of in a way, sort of a conver uh, convergence of. Um my father's and my childhoods. Um, and he, he spent a few years going to a uh, summer camp up in the Adirondacks called treetops, camp treetops. Um, and so some of the sort of like the songs or pieces or whatever you call them are sort of based on that. And like the, the names reflect that. And then some of them are based on my childhood, which where I actually grew up in uh, Woodstock, New York and the Catskills. Um, so, different mountain range but uh mm -hmm. but uh yeah just kind of mostly sort of reflecting on childhood and the mountains and that kind of bucolic life i guess it's very cool and and you um so i guess this is primarily a running podcast but as you can already tell we we frequently go on detours um often music related so did want to ask you about running though as well so your dad um you said your dad was a runner and, and you were also a pretty big runner. Is that right? Yeah. So my, my dad, uh, started running in, uh, 1978, which is the year I was born. Um, and he actually kept a running journal from the day he started until the day he passed away and five years ago. Um, so I, I was able to like, um, start kind of like reading through those journals where he, it wasn't just, I mean, some of it were, was just like, his mileage for that day or how he felt or, you know, whatever. But some, sometimes he would write about like, you know, events that were happening or, you know, the places he was running in, what he saw stuff like that. So that was always interesting, but, um, but yeah, he was, he was always pretty serious about it and started doing races in his first year. And he, he ran, I think he ran 19 marathons, including Boston several times. Um, oh, that's awesome. Started, you know, talking about Heartbreak Hill and, and all that. Um, how, old, how old is he when he started running? Are you guys in, like, you guys in Boston? Yeah. I'm in Boston. Dave's in, yeah, Dave's in New York City. Okay. <clears throat> and you're you're down in Austin now, is it? I'm in uh, Denton, Texas. Oh, Denton, Denton. Very cool. The, uh, what is, what is that uh, Mountain Goat song? The best, the best heavy metal yeah, uh, ever, band out of, out of Denton. Death metal. <laughs> death metal <laughs> the best ever death metal band out of denton denton has like a really rich music history and scene doesn't it it's it's very cool yeah um there, there was this band lift to experience um out of denton and then um the band 
called the Baptist Generals that were signed. The to Baptist Senate. Generals, yeah. Um, yeah. So the yeah, we, I I think I think maybe it used to be a little. I mean, I I moved here like 15 years ago, um, and mostly just you know to play with Midlake, um, mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, from what I hear, the '90s were kind of also kind of a magical time. I played yeah. with a keyboard player once from Denton, um, and I didn't know he was from Denton until like bef- we were playing in Austin, and I, I wanted to look him up so I could announce him properly where he was from, and uh, <laughs> and so I looked it up on it. I think just on his social media and said Denton. I'm like, that's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a keyboard player. Yeah. Wonder if wonder if I know. Him. I'm Did, trying to I'm trying to remember his name. Would it, be, would it be Evan Jacobs, maybe, or Scott Danbaum? Scott Danbaum, that's right. Yeah. Well, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he he played in a, in another like one of the greatest Denton bands called Centromatic. Oh, cool. I I played at the Continental like a year and a half ago, and Scott uh, played keyboards for us because we left our sometime oh. keyboard player back in New York. Oh wow! Yeah, I I love Scott. He's a he's a good friend of mine. He, yeah. He's playing uh, Alejandro Escovedo. Oh, no kidding. I'm wearing an Alejandro shirt right now. Alejandro yeah. is actually a big part of the podcast because uh, Dave, maybe maybe you could, I think Alejandro is one of the reasons why Dave started training for and running marathons. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. I've, I've actually told this story a little bit on the podcast, but I never mention people by name. So either, oh, that's right. either yeah. it's, it's out now or I'll bleep it in editing. But yeah, I'll, we've been friends for a while and, and collaborated musically a bit over the years. And I think it was, when was it? Last I guess summer 2022, he was playing a show in Brooklyn and my band was opening. And after sound check, I was sitting outside, like talking to whatever, some of the other people. And he came up and he walked up to me and like, I was wearing like a tank top and he just looked at me and he was like, you run, <laughs> which I guess you could tell from looking at my, my bare shoulders. And, uh, and, and I was like, yeah. And then, um, and he was like, me too. He's like a big runner, you know? And so it, I had no idea. I didn't either until that moment. And then anyway, so he and I would talk running a bit here and there. And then I'm trying to remember when it was last time. I think last time I was in Austin and we were over at his place in December and he asked me if I would run a marathon with him. Wow. <laughs> and I, I said, yes. And then I, I, uh, I realized I've never run a marathon before. I should probably run another one before that, especially if he's like <laughs> counting yeah. on me to pace him or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, you never know. He might just show up at your door and be like, okay, today's the day. I think I think he would smoke me. We we had a specific marathon we planned on, but um it was last month and I don't think either of us did it. Oh. I know I know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, that is a big part of what got me. Um I've been I've loved running for a long time, but that's a big part of what got me wanting to do a marathon. Great. And you were gonna do something up in uh like Washington State, was it or or something? Like where where yeah. was the marathon? It was it was the Cascade Mountain Express Marathon in Washington State, which was wow. la- last month. Last <laughs> month, yeah, last well, month, and we didn't do it. There's always next year. There's also always other marathons, or as um, one of my running friends likes to say about like I don't know whether it's a distance or like a particular route. Like I do trail, my more trail running. Dave's more like road running, and um, yeah. but like you know, if you miss a race or something, you can always just go back out and do the course like it's still there you know so th- there is something special about like the race and uh, jesse do you do m- many races or you do a lot of running on tour right i'd love to hear yeah, about that I, to me like i mean this is i mean it's great that you guys sort of cover music and running because the, the two are just for me completely interrelated and they always have been but um but yeah but, i mean before i 
expand on that. Like I, I it's funny because I was just talking to um, there, there. There's another actually two of the guys in Midlake are into running. The the two Eric's Eric Nicholson and Eric Polito. Um, I was just talking to Eric Nicholson the other day about races, um, and I I haven't done one since uh, I think it was 2011. It was the Lisbon Marathon. Oh, cool. Um, and it's like, <laughs> I almost feel like that, that uh, Seinfeld episode where you, you know, I choose not to run, <laughs> but because that just went so horrifically wrong for me, <laughs> um, almost comically wrong. Um, what happened? And it, it, I was coming off like the, the previous year I ran the Dallas half marathon and had like, that was kind of the, the best race I've ever done. Actually, I've I've had a, I've only run maybe three or four races in my life, but the, the Dallas half was great, and that the reason it went so well for me, which I I think I ran it at like one thirty seven. Um, That's fast. The, the reason why the reason why it went so well was because I needed to pee like <laughs> mile two, and I was like, oh, I'm doing you know obviously they had like stations at every mile, and I was like, well, if I stop, you know, like my time is really great, so that that kind of like kept me going and i was like well if i stop then i'm gonna you know and then like ran the whole race that way ran through it nice and then the the, the one after that was like i was this crazy 5k in denton and it was me and this kid in the lead and i mean that in, in those days i was really like trying to go as fast as i could now it's mm-hmm. not it's more doing it for fun but um and and we ended up like i i followed it was kid was probably like 12 or 13 and i I figured he like knew the, the route or something because he took a different turn. I was like, okay, I guess we're going that way. And then, you know, we ended up like almost at the interstate, um, clearly the wrong way. And then like this whole group of like a hundred people were, were, I realized were following us. And then we just kind of had, we just sort of looked at each other, like <laughs> shrugged and just turned around and then <laughs> everybody. So it's like the race ended up being like two and a half miles. Um <laughs> That's like to, that's like the life of Brian when he can't get the people to stop following him. Exactly. <laughs> Except higher higher uh, pace, faster pace. That's so, so then the Lisbon Marathon mishap was that I and and I had been seriously training for that for for about three months, and you know I, I was shooting for three twenty, and I would have gotten it except at about mile twenty three. There's just a, and, and it's a beautiful race too. It goes through Lisbon um, and just, you know, the, you're on the seaside for a while and like through these old neighborhoods. Um, there, it starts this sort of incline, this uphill for the last, like until the end. So it's about 5K of, of uphill. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not not too bad, but it's like, it's definitely noticeable. It's still taking a toll, people, right? It's what that can still take a toll, right? Even oh, if it's gradual, just absolutely. And so, I, so I'm like, I'm at mile 23. I was on pace to get to get the 320, and I just hit this wall, and I I just could not move. Like I I couldn't even walk. Like I was literally keeled over on the sidewalk, watching, you know, <laughs> you know, watching like the you know the, the the 320 group pass, and then the 325, and then the three. You know, it's like most depressing thing and I just couldn't even move and the, my, the 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 sort of low point was when this this old guy came up who was probably like you know in his late 70s and just you know in this sort of like a thick Portuguese accent was a 
It's like, oh no, no, you can't, you can't sit down. Don't sit down. You do. Don't sit down. <laughs> it's too late, man. <laughs> so I, I was literally sitting there for probably about thirty minutes before I, I got up and just like ended up kind of hobbling to the finish line. I think I ended up at like four oh three. That's um, pretty good for taking a thirty minute break. Really good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and, the, and and I was so just like completely wrecked after that that I I just like haven't run anything since then. But I, I'd like to, and I'm I'm just kind of. I guess but, it's well. I mean, a maybe couple that things. Cascade one would be good. The, okay, the Cascade one's a great idea, and maybe we should I'll, all I'll run do it. it. I'll run it with you and Alejandro. Yeah, and and Trevor will come too. The four of us will go. The it's actually a good idea. And when he suggested it, it's um it's trail race. And the whole thing is like a slight downhill. Oh, that um, sounds great. But yeah, exactly. But not enough, I think, to like, you know, like kill your quads or something. It's all very gradually downhill the nice. whole time. Um, so it's like, I think it's very popular for um, people trying to qualify, get qualifying times for stuff, you know. Um, but it sounded, when he suggested that to me, I was like, yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds pretty great. Because I've only, you know, completed one marathon now. I did providence rhode island in may um but yeah even the slightest little hills of providence were killer you know how, how did that go it, i mean it didn't go fast but i had a great time i had a <laughs> a near religious experience but um and i finished that's that's awesome <laughs> i did i had i had a for me at least um i don't know i wasn't like going for a specific time i don't run with like a watch or anything i don't like pace myself that well but i think i was going for like a sub i don't know maybe like a 420 ish kind of time you know and I didn't, I didn't get that, <laughs> um, but I ran like, I ran a, probably a faster than planned first 11 and then had an ugly next nine <laughs> and then a, a respectable last six. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I did another race, I would, I would approach it completely differently than I did in like, you know, 12 years ago or something. Just try to have. Yeah. yeah I didn't, I mean, I had only been awake for like 20 minutes when the race started. <laughs> <laughs> so like i like you know i slammed down a piece of banana bread and uh and i i walked to the starting line i was staying right near it and just picked a pace group to run with like on the fly i think this one feels good yeah the, the other thing i forgot to mention when in my marathon i was i was sick i was like mm. this this um friend of mine a drummer um like had a cold and like he he's just like I was like, you know, it was, I think it was like two nights before or something. We, we met some people at a, a restaurant or a bar or something. And he like, he decided, like I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in, in a while. And he decided to uh, like, give me a big hug and kiss on my neck. As like, the Portuguese do. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are, they are pretty, pretty affectionate people. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that, but I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to, not gonna not run you know I, I, <laughs> i'm here three months for this yeah so yeah um, that's the it, tough that, that is a tough thing about races right it's like there's very specific day and you can do work for so long and then it, yeah. it can go wrong um but I, a couple a couple of things in hearing you talk about that in the in the um the ultra world it's actually quite like customary for the longer races for people to sleep or like what you what you did would be like a dirt nap or it can also be called a like a case of the sits like you just you just get the sits <laughs> you just got to take a little sit and uh and that can be hard to bounce back from but you finish the race and, and that's awesome it's yeah old. we should totally do cascade 2024 i think that's a great idea we'll put it on the calendar we'll create a calendar and we'll put it on it yeah yeah definitely 
group account. I, I, <laughs> another thing that I, I, I was wondering at the time, which is that they, like at, at the stations, they, they had this weird, like it wasn't Gatorade or Powerade or anything. It was like this weird sort of neon green Ooh. drink, these little cups. And I, I, I felt like, um, I mean, maybe it was like a European thing or a Portuguese thing, but like it, it, it didn't, I remember talking to my dad about it and he was like, yeah, you probably didn't get enough electrolytes or something or or maybe even enough water yeah yeah at some point when i was running providence they they seemed to run out of water at the the tables and they only had like i think it was gatorade or something like that but um i don't usually drink gatorade you know right unless i'm like unless i'm in my 20s or college and i have a terrible hangover (laughs) like otherwise i don't really drink Gatorade, and so that doesn't happen much anymore in my 40s but yeah, that and I had probably that that probably contributed to my bad nine. But eventually, at like mile twenty three, there was a lady with a gallon of water and no cups, and she just poured a bunch of it in my mouth. Nice. And the, yeah, that probably helped account for the the strong six at the end. Yeah, I, I'm I'm bad. I'm really bad with like I don't. I'll, I'll do like if I do a long run, I I won't even bring water or like I I don't know. I just uh, if there's a if I pass a water fountain, I might might drink something. That's my general approach as well. But I had a I had a rough run last spring where I ran I run up the Hudson River a lot because I live in Manhattan and Oh nice. Yeah, and it, it's it's great. And I did it earlier today. And uh and so I was running and I was intending on using the water fountains that you run by. Um but as I got going, I guess it was early in the spring and they weren't turned on yet. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, that's all right, you know, no big deal. And I think I was only gonna run sixteen miles, which is still a, a lot. And um but I ended up running 20 with no water. <laughs> when I got home, I was like, like shivering. And I was like, oh, geez. That, that's, I, man, that, I was just telling this story to someone the other day. Like I, that happened to me once too. It was actually when I was training for that, for that marathon, I, I ran a 20. And I think at that time it was the first, that was the first, the longest I'd ever run. And I, I also, I think I didn't drink water. And by, by the end, like, I mean, I, I was like, maybe, half a mile from home yeah and my my muscles just started like spazzing out and like it like i couldn't i i remember i was like also sort of like lying on the ground i remember like (laughs) sort of like flagging down a car and and this lady like kind of like open like slightly opened her window and i was like (laughs) i just live a few blocks from here would you be able to drive me home She's like, well, well, no, I, I could call, I could call the police for you if you want. Like, if oh. <laughs> at the time, I was thinking, like, man, this, I can't believe she won't even get yeah. home. Like, doesn't she? Doesn't but, she see how crazy I am running up to her window? Doesn't, doesn't she know I'm a runner? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but at, like, if you'd seen me then, it was like, you know, like sweaty, disgusted. Oh yeah. Bomb. Yeah. We wouldn't. We wouldn't like. We wouldn't be wrong to like. um or like she shouldn't feel bad if she like mistook you for somebody on like PCP or something. Exactly. <laughs> Very similar energy. Yeah. <laughs> bringing those angel dust vibes at yeah, mile yeah. 20. I, yeah. I bring those kind of angel dust vibes that most drivers don't like to marathon racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I had that. Yeah. I had that feeling when I was, I was crossing like the street one block from my house on that run and I started getting like dizzy and I was like, oh, geez, I got to get, and I was almost home, so it was okay. But I like stumbled into my door. Like it's some, yeah, ridiculous finish, photo finish. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it's nice to talk about these, like, 
you know, a lot of times I think runners and, you know, you love to talk about your achievements, but you know, the, the times when things go wrong are, are, are pretty instructive. Um, and I, cause I recently came off a race and as you said at Jesse, like, as I think about it, I've had probably one good race execution too, out of only a handful too, but like, um, one went really well last fall when, when I was in like, in hindsight, much better shape than I, than I was this September for one. But like, yeah, same thing. I just hit a, I hit a wall like early and I ended up having, this was a trail race. So like, you know, walking and hiking parts is acceptable, but I, I hit a point where I couldn't run at all after like mile 15 of 25. So I ended up just spending a long part of the end of the race, uh, just watching people pass me and, you know, say hi to them, wish them luck along the way. And <laughs> it's kind of demoralizing. But it's just like, oh, man. Not for you them, know, though. Like, I started <laughs> off so strong, like those first 15. But, uh, but you know, you learn a lot. And, um, I you know, I, know. I oh, sorry. No, no, that's it. I, I, I think, I think I want to go back and try again, but, but that's, that's yeah. about it. I mean, I, that's, that's the best case is like it, you know, eventually after some sort of processing and grieving time, you, you want to try it again and try to do better. I think that's yes. Yeah. Can sort of motivate you. I was just going to say, I've, I've also in, in the sort of mishaps category, I've also had some pretty catastrophic, um, like, you know, before I would carry a phone, you know, to, to map things out. Like I had some pretty catastrophic, uh, getting lost moments like over the years, like on, on tour. You go running a lot when you're on tour, right? Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of my favorite and that that's, that's sort of how I started too. Um, Do you have a favorite run that you've found on tour or like a favorite city or? It's, it's hard. I mean, I was just in San Francisco and did that run up to the golden gate. I, I've, I've, I've done it like running across the golden gate and then to golden gate park before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've had some amazing ones like, like in Iceland, and, um, there was one in Northern Ireland, Bangor, um, that was that I, I remember being amazing. That kind of like the the whole sort of running and tour thing is like you don't really know. It, it's sort of based on where the tour bus is parked or where your hotel is, or or sometimes where the venue is. Um, as far as like where you know what's close to run, you know, because you're you're not going to drive somewhere to run. You're, you're just kind of like. You're there. Out the door, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've been in places that you know, Cincinnati or something, and got horrifically lost, and came back, <laughs> came back as there, as the rest of the band is like in the lobby, waiting to leave, and and like <laughs> I, I finally, finally managed to find my way back. Yeah, um, you find you finally got out of Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, I, I remember that that moment with like I had a. My like my nipples were bleeding. <laughs> the only time that ever happened to me, and I hear hear about a lot of runners suffering from that. But it's like I I looked pretty horrible. Oh, and you must have gone out for a pretty long run then. Yeah, well that that's you know I I don't think I intended to, but but you, you got sufficiently <laughs> lost that you were yeah. accidentally marathon training. Yeah, or or, or like there <laughs> there was one time and I, I remember trying to run like six or seven, and then I ended up running fourteen or fifteen in London like a Whoa. rainstorm and i've you know um one of the worst was in uh I, I was in sheffield uk and i think i just i took a wrong turn i, I didn't have a phone um and I, I remember just not like having literally no idea where i was and i i remember just going to a like a gro i found a grocery store and i was just standing out there and i 
like just kind of asking people if they knew like a venue because I, I couldn't even remember the name of the venue yeah <laughs> and so so i was i was asking people if they're like i i eventually there was this sort of youngish couple i was like do you, do you know any like music venues around here like is it, and then they were like oh the the, the lead mill and i was like yes that's it and, then, and they're like wait are, are, you, are you in midlake are you nice like, and, I, and i was like yes and like we're going to the gigs <laughs> yeah, we like gave them a chance yes. and they oh, told nice. me how to get there it's like yeah. that's, that's, that's that's really cool i'm glad it didn't happen to me when i played sheffield because well, if I was running and I asked people that and they'd be like, oh, the, the lead mill? I'd be like, no, keep naming more. <laughs> and they wouldn't, they probably would not know the place I was playing. Uh, and I would, I would never have made it back to whatever the hell place it was that I played. There, there was one time in, uh, uh, we were playing, uh, actually we were playing at the Sydney Opera House, which sounds that's, really, really that's cool. very cool. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. We were, we were playing with the Pixies and, um, oh, very cool. And, and I did a, I, actually like, like Australia in general is like absolutely incredible place to run. Like Perth, Melbourne, Sydney was like some of my favorite like runs of my entire life. Like I, I would, I would like, it weren't so, so far from everybody. I, I would like move there, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was running in Sydney and, and I, I, um, you know, just kind of like running. I, I, I ran like to the opera house and back and there's like these amazing parks and trees and everything. You're running along the, along the water and, I just kind of started getting like looks from people um like just sort of weird looks and i was like okay like uh, just starting to get a little paranoid and then I, I get back to the hotel and like the i i walk in and the concierge like looks at me as, as if i'm like a, a ghost or something i get in the i get in the, the elevator to go to my room which has like mirrors on all the walls and i i realized that like you know like when you're running i i mean that usually i wear a headband or hat or something but like i didn't have one at that time like so so you're just kind of like you know wiping your wiping your face like the sweat and stuff like i'll wipe it on my shirt and i, I guess like i got a bloody nose or something like that because like my face my my entire <laughs> shirt was just like i looked like i'm like a like i just murdered somebody yeah <laughs> covered with blood and it's like oh my god at least you couldn't see the nipple blood because of all the face yeah, blood exactly. <laughs> covering up nicely so, the headband is key i wear a headband every time i run and if if yeah. ever i uh if ever i don't have one i uh it's no good it's not pretty i definitely need something otherwise it's a yeah it's it's really hard um just like sweating so much out of my face and forehead like so uh, curious i did want to ask you a couple mid lake mercury rev related questions if that's cool um yeah. i guess these are probably more standard more more back to your standard podcast but like trials of van occupanther um uh incredible what is it like to play synth on um i think dave and i were listening earlier to we gathered in spring and that just seems like one of the great like you know that just seems like like did you play that in in sydney opera house yeah i th I, I think we probably did um that that's we, we we've recently been opening the show with that one or some shows because it's just nice. kind of it's a nice sort of you can sort of draw out that intro with just the two chords and yeah it's but i mean of course it's fun we i, I kind of like we'll go a little go a little off the wall with the the synth solo at the end nice um, actually we just kind of like extend that 
very cool get into weird like sort of froggy hells yeah territory <laughs> i was i was just in the studio last week and my producer engineer had just got like i don't even know what it's called i, I wrote it down and lost where i wrote it uh like this new thing of every kind of like synth like you can imagine that you can then like use in like pro tools like a, a plug-in i guess <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so done with that stuff yeah but it was amazing we were like and he had like a mellotron oh, um, it was yeah we were playing with, and there was like a keyboard right there so we were playing with it and then there was like you could punch in like specific there was like a, a pink floyd plug-in so you could punch in specific pink floyd song and get, <laughs> and get that sound you know it was cool yeah I wish I remembered what it was called. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's a listener or not. So if he is, he can maybe. He can maybe. He can maybe. Right into our. He can write into our mailbag and clarify. Clarify that it it is a plug-in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And and um. So when did you when did you join either or when did you join both? Um. um Midlake was around around oh eight oh nine, um, and uh, and I was around for the like the recording and touring of Cur the Courage of Others album, mm -hmm. and which which was when I started running, actually. Oh, nice. Four for that record. And then Mercury Rat, like, actually, like, we, so we put out another record, Antiphon, uh, from Midlake, uh, 2013, and then we're touring through that year in, in 2014, and then we, we kind of played, we played this show at uh, in Monterey, festival and we all sort of thought that at the time we thought it was kind of kind of like the last mid-lake show like we didn't know if it was going to continue or not and then literally the, the following week i went into the studio with mercury rev for the for the first time just sort of started playing with them so it's kind of like this weird sort of seamless that's um, cool transition and now of course like mid-lake's back um, doing stuff so kind of like both actually there's a new mercury rev record that is finished i just the other day heard, heard the master so oh sick awesome do you like it are you happy with how it came out <laughs> yeah i i am like it, it was you know it, it took a while because it was like like we started recording it in january of 2020 wow. uh, and then just you know obviously i had to take a lot, a lot of breaks um and uh, but yeah i think it's really cool it's very um it's kind of wild intense like i'm just amazed at those guys and like they're sort of like older brothers to me in a way mm -hmm. but i'm amazed that they can just like continue to push the envelope and do different things not sort of like pander to expectations or mm -hmm. they're just yeah for a long time too a good long a good long run good um run. speaking yeah. of do do any of them run no <laughs> do you want to stand runs? I'm the, I'm the only yeah. Do you ever try to like convert people on the road to running with you? Or I don't know. I, I was just on I was just on tour with Beth Orton, uh -huh. and she like before the tour, she was like, like will you like you know Jesse, will, will you teach me to run? I, was, <laughs> I I guess so. I don't like I never taught yeah. to run, but um, and we we had sort of like toyed with the idea of going to run, but it just kind of never happened. Yeah. I think I think teaching someone to run is really just is really just teaching them that like this is what kind of what we try to do on on our show a little bit is like just teach teach people that running can be like anything right just just yeah. like get out and move a little bit um you I know mean, that's for, all it's about for, for me it's like it's been it's like my sort of um meditation or therapy or mm -hmm. 
on the road, especially it's, it serves so many purposes. It's like, you know, obviously for, for fitness, uh, like what, when, when the, when you started touring courage of others, I, I weighed like, I think like 225, 230 pounds. And I, the only thing that really, like I sort of impetus for running was like the, the other guys were kind of out there. We, we were in Europe. They, they went out running and I was like, well, I can just, you know, kind of sit around the dressing room and just, you know, I don't know, like look at my laptop or just, <laughs> just sit around where I can actually get out. And, and so, so I did. And like, you know, I lost all that weight, lost 75 pounds and whoa, awesome. wow. nine months um, running. And, you know, so obviously for fitness reasons and, and for sightseeing reasons, mm-hmm. also just for like, you know, you're either in a tour bus or like traveling or in hotels with these people for, you know, yeah. kind of need at least a little break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead of, well, yeah, like the saying is what, like hurry up and wait. And so yeah. why, why not, instead of hurry up and wait, hurry up and then get lost on the outskirts of Sheffield for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's better. Yeah. It's better than sitting in a dressing room or sitting in a, a van or whatever. And so did you, um, the, the Bobby Gentry album from a few years ago, were you on that one as well? Yeah. Yeah. We, we were able to get a, a bunch of great, um, singers on that. Mm-hmm. We all sort of chipped in with like, you know, people we knew or, yeah, it was a really, really great, I had a great time just conceiving that. And then the actual recording was so just kind of such a breeze. Awesome. awesome. I mean, those, those guys are just like veterans of, of uh, recording. There's like a lot of cool, a lot of cool guests. Um, Do you have a favorite studio you've recorded in? Probably Sonic Ranch. It's down at like at the border of uh, Mexico, like literally two miles. Like I, I, I would run and you can, it's kind of heavy sad but onto the border wall oh wow it's just mm-hmm. on this big pecan farm um and it's sort of a series of studios um yeah it's it's just great just being there you stay there they there's people that these amazing like mexican breakfasts and meals and stuff yeah i like a studio you can stay at it's like the opposite of yeah. being on tour if you're at the studio you never, in my opinion you never want to leave the, if it's a good one you never want to leave the studio because <laughs> it's such a cool magical place Totally. But, uh, and I wanted to say just quickly, I hope we didn't offend you by our lack of knowledge. We like to sort of experience things live and, <laughs> you know, we're clearly fans, but, uh, but we, yeah, it's know, a very grateful dead approach to, to, to <laughs> we like to, to audio. Live, live it, live it in real time. Um, but thank you so much, Jesse. Um, awesome to connect. Hope we can, uh, get to the cascades or, or else, uh, yeah, you know, run some other <laughs> time. Sure. This is the power motion. Wow. Thank you again so much, Jesse, for coming on. That was a great talk. And, uh, you know, I, I loved every second of it. It was amazing. Thank you so much, Jesse. Very cool. I was, I was, I was even just thinking tonight how I'm, I'm grateful for the, the power motion picnic hour community and, and just the spirit of being able to reach out to people that, you know, we don't, we really don't, don't know beforehand, but we have this common connection and running, maybe music, maybe other aspects of life, but there's kind of a common thread in this in this community that I think um, I think is really cool. Yeah, the the musical world is is smaller than one would think, especially like in smaller cities, you know. So like New York is pretty big, um, and L.A. and 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 stuff, and probably London too. But yeah, when you get down into Texas, it's a smaller scene. People people tend to know each other. Yeah, I mean you you um, you and Jesse quickly 
quickly identified a mutual friendship with Scott Danbaum from Denton, Texas, the pride of Denton. It was very cool that within a few seconds, uh, I think you and Jesse threw an exchange, which included, it was like, you know, the kids game, 20 questions or something, but the, you know, the answer is Scott, do you, you, uh, you go through a series of questions or like you basically ask is, you know, is, is this, is this person from Denton? Are, yeah. are, they, are they a keyboardist? Um, it was, it was like, guess who, but the Denton edition, only about keyboardists. <laughs> only about keyboardists. Is he wearing and a hat? By the second or third <laughs> guess, you, you get to, you get, get to it. Scott and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, well, it turns, we probably know the two best keyboard players from, from Denton, although another one was named. So we, I guess we know two of the three best keyboard players from Denton probably. Jesse did sort of volunteer that he knows several other musician runners. Um, so maybe we can just network into some future special guests. Yeah, that might because that's that's the big crossover of the Venn diagram that is the Power Motion Picnic Hour, running music. And runners in the band Midlake. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um non-runners in the band Midlake, I'm sure would be wonderful guests on a different podcast. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Although we we could take the Susie Hot Rod approach and and try to convince a non-running member to become a runner. Ooh, that would be a good uh, sort of special edition. We we try to be inclusive, but let us ramble on no further. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. I think we did say that we had some business to get to, administrative well, we business. We did. What, what do you have? I've got maybe an item or two. I don't know if I have anything. I just know that I love running in my new Mizuno Wave Inspire 19s and uh, and I go crazy for running in them. I just did a nice 10K up the Hudson River and back in them. And I and I That's felt, what, what did the guy with the, the, the poles say to you at the long race? I, I, I feel lightning fast. Yeah, I felt lightning fast too. Um, That's awesome. That's I don't a great know. feeling. That's so great. And I feel like when you go and buy a pair, new pair of shoes, you're like hoping you get there and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, but. That's awesome that you did. Yeah. The Mizunos. The Mizunos, yeah. Um, five out of five units. Um, future future sponsor, Mizuno. I think, I think on the last episode, you gave 10 <laughs> out of out of an unspecified number, but our, our standard is five. So I, I interpreted it as the first 10 out of five, but you're clarifying, is this a, is this a correction segment? 11 out of 11 units we're going we're going on the Chris the the Nigel Tufnell scale yes <laughs> so, so percentage wise the same but it is uh drastically different nonetheless yeah um all right so song of the week we'll we'll, we'll come back to that next week again it's uh beautiful blue sky by Ott for all I, the the listeners to experience I can't um, wait to share my controversial opinions <laughs> And send it to the mailbag, even. I mean, mailbag it, and we, we can all sort of join on the conversation next week. Um, yeah, as we as we always say, the best way to get in touch with us is to leave it as a comment on um, one of our photos. Any photo will do. And I'm going to mix it up this week and say, if you want, leave it as a comment on a photo on any other Instagram account and see if it finds its way to us. <laughs> see if it finds its way. Yeah. Or, you know, for those who have been with us since the beginning, um, you can also just talk to Dave Rawlings and, and he'll, he'll relay yeah. the message. He'll uh, get, it'll was, get to us. The other standard communication channel. Um, well, there, I, so there were a couple big records in running this, this past week or so half marathon uh, for, let's see, 90 year old class uh, out of Chicago. Of course the marathon marathon record, I think there might've been a half uh, in the women's Um just like it felt like a lot of marathon records just got shattered in the last week. And 
the only thing I could think about is like, how many Bobos did it take to achieve that greatness? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. <laughs> lot. I think it's lots. I was thinking about the New York Marathon while I was running today, and I was kind of bummed that I won't be running it. But then I was thinking, like, maybe I'll run to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be there next year. You you qualified, yeah. right? And, I'll be there in 2024. As far as you know, there's no cutoff for like. No, there's know, not. You 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 ran nine and volunteered one, but you actually the cutoff is this year is at ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no 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 uh everybody everybody makes it this ain't boston this is a this is a big town if you this, this if you're in your it's a big it's a bigger city if you're in you're in if you're in you're in uh how like how how quaint to be able to like accommodate everybody yeah um it's very cool it's that's that's what new york's all about it's a it's a melting pot and uh, so i mean if you've got no business i guess we can wrap it up my last um question was going to be about the training update for for Richmond um I think we can see if we did have an, a, a sort of like an early thought and idea around our next um race for next year next what? sponsored sort of power motion picnic hour sponsored race um but I think we can share some of those details maybe maybe next time okay yeah and I guess my other piece of news is I'm announcing that I'm not going to run the Richmond Marathon <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not trained up for it. I like try, I've been running as much as I can, but it's just not going to happen. Well, I think it's, I, I was mean, on the, yeah, I was very, thank on the you. Fence. Thank you. Thank you for sharing Dave. Yeah. I just, it's just, it wouldn't make sense. I've been so busy in every aspect of my life that I'm not going to kill myself for, to make things harder. I'll still, maybe I'll go out and run a big run that day. I um, think I, we, we got to pick up on this next week because I think also, we've, yeah. we've, we've both sort of hit this place where, where life has, overwhelmed our our running um, i've just been so busy um with it i wish i could only run but and actually i was really i was on the fence and the final tie-breaking decision was i found that i found out that a friend of mine and her pink floyd cover band is the day of the <laughs> richmond marathon is doing i think dark side and the live from pompeii concert live at the brooklyn bowl oh wow <laughs> so i'm gonna go to that <laughs> well you could run there i'll go for a big run that morning and i'll i'll um yeah and maybe I'll yeah, even... I guess I guess you don't want to run there, as Jesse has pointed out. People might mistake you for a PCP fiend. Well, it's only like it's it's only like two and a half miles or three miles from where I live. So <laughs> if I run over the Williamsburg Bridge, it'd be a really easy run. You'll I could be do fine. It. You'll yeah. be fine. You could do it. It's cold enough that I could do it without like if I go slow without getting too sweaty. If I dress you properly, just, you can just take the headband off when you get there. Maybe I um, will. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'll. I'll uh, do it. I'll go. I'll go on behalf of the pod, and I'll and I'll interview members of the band performing. Well, I you know I think it's um, I think I think a theme one one theme of this episode has just been like sort of an embracing of of mishaps and uh, you know not so great performances. And um, I think I, I will say the decision to to not do something is uh, I, I consider that quite admirable. Like it, it, sometimes that's the harder decision, right? Yeah. As, as Kelvin Kiptum said, when he crossed the finish line in two hours and 50, 35 seconds in 30, Chicago, seconds? Yeah. He, said, he said, don't fuck with me, man. I'm illegal and free. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> to, to bring it all back. Well, I, I think we do need um, listener, Dan, if he could just opine on the regional stoner rock of uh, greater Denton, 
would love to hear those thoughts as well as Jesse's. I meant to I meant to ask Jesse about um, sort of regional stoner rock in the Denton area because that's a theme from a, a prior episode and um, and we yeah. know there's that scene there. And there's yeah, there's probably some great new bands in Denton. So if anyone knows any, uh, you know, hit up hit up the mailbag. We'll hit make one. Mailbag. We'll make one a song of the week. We don't care. Yeah, but you know, not you at Texas Pictures like for us or whatever <laughs> yeah you know, no that's that, at, not you at spam texas account but it, uh it everyone a, else everyone else it has to be a real listener only spam robot accounts from belgium are allowed to spam us those are our only our only friends yeah uh in the robot world yeah so exactly. so far so far all right well i think we've covered a lot i think um right this seems like a good place as any to end the episode I, I think so. Um, we might even be able to do some trimming in there. I don't know. What do we usually, should I, should I just do it? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, uh, yeah, do it. Anything else to add? I have nothing. Onward. Special guest, Jesse Chandler. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. A bundle of hyacinths came on my run playlist and I tripped over a root and crashed really hard.